Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. You found us on the Up Next podcast feed, wherever it is you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are not live, but we are live recording this via Zoom. Yes, and the audio is up on YouTube, so uh, go and hit that subscribe button. We cracked a K. It looks nice now. It's, it, it, it has that like 1.1K thing going on in it, and it Ooh. looks all sexy on there. So uh, let's make that, uh, you know, we're on the road to 2. We're on the road to 2K. That's right. R&D. 2K up next. Uh, thank you, everybody, for following us on YouTube, if you haven't already. There was that one guy yesterday who was like, I'm just going to use my secondary Gmail account to make sure you guys get that 1K. And you see, that's the that's the grind. That's the hustle we were looking for. That's the kind of love and support we love yeah. here at Up Next and BDLE. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you guys. And I mean, great time to be subscribed because that means you'll be notified when we go live on YouTube for Up Next Summer Mania on July 31st, the same day as the Ric Flair final match show so it is prepared it's gonna be quite the day yeah if you're a patron you'll get a hangout with us pretty much all day you'll be sick of us we'll be uh talking talking a bit of summer slam we'll be uh hosting up next summer mania uh we'll be uh like just hanging out with you guys having some some claws some cold Cold crispy boys and right. and watching Ric Flair's last match and just shooting the shit. This is 
this is one of our favorite times of the year, the the SummerSlam tailgate party uh, on Zoom. It's a chance to hang out, find out what you guys are doing. And I mean, really, this uh, we say we're your, your NXT friends. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of people have made connections over this, especially now the world's up. We're getting to meet a load more listeners and things. And uh, it's always great. So uh, do come along and join us for that. All patrons are welcome. And and where can you sign up to be a patron, Braden? Yes, patreon.com slash up next. You get access to, to this. You're going to be invited to that tailgate, but you're also going to get all the podcasts that we do. So definitely go check us out. It's only five bucks beginning of the month, which means you get your bang for your buck. Going forward through this whole month of July, you get everything that's coming out, all the retro NXT reviews, the best match ever, six pack. Uh, you get everything. We're doing a SummerSlam review, just everything out there. And you get access to everything in the back catalog there on the Patreon. So there's so many podcasts. It equals to less than pennies, less than than dollars, less than than so little I mean, in Canada, podcast. we don't even have coppers anymore, do we? So it, it's right. less than a physical, uh, fungible coin. Yeah, in, it's true. In, and, and unlike the authors of pain, we deliver. We always wow. deliver. Yeah, you'll, you'll get your money's worth for sure uh, on our Patreon. And it's only pennies per podcast. So go check us out, guys. RSS feed links to your podcast app. You can still listen to anywhere on the go. And it's super easy. And we... We have so many podcasts out there, so we would uh, love for you to check us out. And it's only five bucks. Get only yourself the bucks. gift. It's a gift to us, and it's a gift to yourself, the gift that keeps on giving. So go check it out. Absolutely. And if that isn't enough, uh, you know here at the, uh, at the BDE, we love our, our spooky shit. Uh, and, well, summer is heating up the dead, guys, because zombies, demons, and more are showing up to Rendezvous in Toronto, July 24th for Zombie Wrestling, brought to you by Superkicked Wrestling. Yes, the bar I work at on Sunday 24th is holding a wrestling event. This is an awesome space. It's a huge patio right in downtown Toronto with uh, great views of the CN Tower and uh, local wrestling promotion Superkicked are going to be putting on a wrestling event on July 24th. And while I'm going to be there, uh, Braden, I, I don't know uh, with work and stuff yet, if you'll be there, but uh, yeah. I'm sure listeners will be there and it's going to be a lot of fun. Put on that sunscreen and watch some dead wrestlers wrestle for your entertainment. And I'm, I'm going to put the Eventbrite link for tickets in the description. So uh, yeah, if you can't make the, the tailgate virtually, Come physically and hang out with us on Sunday, July 24th. It's kind of weird that they're doing zombies in the middle of the summer, but also like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, I did notice that Smash Wrestling is also returning to Toronto in September, and they're teasing some sort of international fight night. So, I mean, indie wrestling definitely uh, making its... It's a it, it's just coming back in at least in Toronto here. So uh, we're mm. super excited. We've been having so much fun at those demand lucha shows. They're doing another one coming up as well. Uh, I think a few more actually. So uh, indie wrestling, the the wrestling boom is definitely hitting the six coming soon. So yeah, uh, can't wait. And uh, and an announcement made last night in Rochester at Dynamite. Um, AW is coming to Buffalo 
uh, which is just on our doorstep here in Toronto, just across the border, uh, September the 7th for Dynamite. So uh, I'm already having my eyes for that. Uh, it's so close. Uh, so, uh, But it looks like it's it's creeping towards that border. So I, I think it's only a matter of time before we get uh, AEW over here in the 6th. Yeah, I mean, All Out is is been announced and a lot of people are saying, yeah, it's Chicago. It's in Hoffman estates, but they have not actually put this out there. They have not like full on announced that it is in Chicago. When you watch dynamite, they have their little monitor with the thing saying all out September 4th, but it doesn't say where it is. So easily getting a lot of Torontonians back and riled up being like, okay, well, that means maybe they will be coming here. Maybe they will be doing the Rogers Center. I don't quite think it is, but hey, that would be pretty sweet. The fact that they haven't announced that it is, in fact, in Chicago, they kind of have. A lot of people are saying it is. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're doing Grand Slam, now Buffalo, all in that month of September, does make me believe they will be coming. It is curious that uh, they've announced locations post all out you know and they yeah, still yeah. haven't confirmed because you think it would it would just if they know it's going to be there i feel like you just announce that forbidden door you know like you'd yeah. announce in that venue um so interesting watch this space but a lot of wrestling uh coming up uh soon and uh we're going to try and attend as much as it as uh, as we possibly can. And we'd love to see you guys in shows. Yeah. I mean, for sure. If they were to announce all out, I feel like that's not enough time. I mean, they're already saying, Hey, Buffalo come to our show early or I guess not early, just in September. And that's only two months away to, to basically sell the tickets. That's very, uh, very, very odd choice. I'd find, I mean, Detroit had tickets on sale for months and mm. still didn't completely sell it out. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's weird that they're, they're doing that, but I mean, Hey, I think Buffalo is a, is there's a lot of people, there are lots of wrestling fans and a lot of people that cross the border. So, uh, I would be, if they, if they basically say, Hey, we're doing this whole tour and they're doing Buffalo and they're doing New York city and no Toronto, I would assume, uh, people like you and you and I, and a lot of other fans would probably cross the border to, to go make that trip. Buffalo is not that far. It's like two hours. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I I uh, was at the event yesterday. Yeah, in I mean, uh, you, I'm still I'm still in my Holiday Inn right now recording, and I did meet a few actually, like right at the bar I was at after the show. Uh, met some Torontonians. Uh, met a guy from Brampton in the line at the at the bar at the venue. So nice. definitely a lot of uh, a lot of Canadians making the trip to these uh, shows, which is is cool to see. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the city of Toronto and the 905, the the whole Toronto area is huge. There's a lot of people and a lot of people do want to go to these shows. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do get an announcement very soon of when they're coming. Look, WWE put out a tour they're doing and they're doing so many dates, the NXT dates and all that stuff. But they're doing a show in Vancouver and they haven't done a show in Vancouver in so long. So if WWE can go to Vancouver AEW can make it their way to Toronto. So I know those BC fans are pretty excited. It's probably just a live show, which sucks so bad. So I feel bad for that guy. He's always got the Vancouver for WrestleMania sign every year. Uh, (laughs) Keep holding that sign up, bud. But yeah, uh, it's cool that they're hopefully coming over. Imagine just last minute, Tony Khan says all outs in Toronto. We would be like, yeah, all right, cool. Book it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, We have room in our apartment for people to crash on our couch. 
Yeah. It goes for wrestlers too. We're really close to all the venues. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. So we're excited either way. We will make the trips if we have to, just because we've been, we've been doing that. I mean, we did it last week. You're, you're going two for two this week. Last week we got to go to blood and guts. We did a whole show on that. And then this week you travel. What's the, you took a bus, right? Yeah. Like theoretically it should have been pretty easy. It said, uh, four hours uh this bus it it was pretty cheap to be fair um and obviously that that was also including time for like the border crossing uh where you you know show your passports customs all that um but my bus i say bus it was more like a like a sort of minivan kind of like those uh i don't know like buses you take like sports teams when you're at school like a kind of 20 seater sort of thing okay Uh, it was an hour and five minutes late picking me up. So I started like, I'm waiting. Just, I got up really early uh, to get to this thing. And then I'm just pacing around. I get a, an email saying it's going to be 40 minutes late. And then 45 minutes later, I'm messaging them. They say it's going to be five minutes. 15 minutes later, they say it's going to be another five minutes. Oh my Eventually God. it did show up. Um, and there was this family that were coming with us. And then, we stopped off in uh, Niagara to kind of pick up some people there. And they were like, this is your opportunity to go have a pee, whatever, before we get to border crossing. Cause you're not going to be able to do it there. He said, right. It's going to be a, a hard 10 minutes, come back in 10 minutes. So I go into the Tim Hortons there. I'm waiting for the, the cubicle to open. See a, see an old rather large Tim Hortons employee come out and then shit all over the seat oh so i was like i'm fucking shaming this guy because either you did it or sorry as an employee and you see that you clean that shit uh literally so i just came to like the uh the service station bit and i was like hey man i think you need to um sort out the uh toilets a bit the 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 rather large tim hortons employee shat all over it so (laughs) um so that I was already in a mood before then. And then I was like, oh man, well, well, that sucks. You're in a I get back mood. on the bus and the driver's like, right, we got to go. We got to go. And there's this family who are just like arguing with him. And it turns out that they um, didn't have their vaccination documents with them. And, oh and they're pleading. They're saying like, oh, no, we can get it. We'll, we need someone to send it to us and all that can you please take us to the border? And he's like, no, I'm not meant to take anyone uh, to the border unless they've got it. So this like hard 10 minutes ended up being 40 minutes before we got moving again. And that's before we get to the border. And now there's like the kid from this family is like crying. Uh, There's a family behind me crying. (laughs) Um, Get to the border. I will say a lot less mean than the border last week, but still like, uh, there are a few kind of like Spanish speaking people on the bus. Oh yeah. One of them asked me for $20, like just translated on his phone. Like, Hey, can, can you give me 20 bucks? What like, in the fuck? Where did you like, find this bus service? I was like, no, this family who are waiting for me at, uh, in Toronto were like, never again. I was like, Oh, this has been fun. <laughs> hasn't it? Um, Jeez. but then, yeah, you're at the border. They're like, right. Why are you coming in? And I was like, Oh, I'm, uh gonna see a wrestling show and they're like are you wrestling it's like no yeah. look at me <laughs> no and he was like and why were you here last week 
I was also at a wrestling show. What is it with this wrestling? Why do you keep going? It was like, well, Tony Khan hasn't booked Canada yet. So <laughs> Detroit and Rochester are the closest, but ended up getting there. Uh, had a nice Jeez. day, met up with my friend, Danielle, who was coming up from Long Island for the show. We, uh, we went to a bar called Dinosaur Barbecue uh, okay. in hopes to see Luchasaurus there. Had some, had some cold ones there. Then went to the venue, saw uh, uh, Brandon Thurston, Chris, Chris Gulo from, uh, Chris Gullo from uh, WrestleNomics. Uh, they're not related right they look exactly like they look very similar twins is that like is that did they know each other since like they were kids or they just happened to grow up and be like hey do you want to be best friends and we look like (laughs) each other (laughs) yeah they they looked they they look very similar um so it was was awesome seeing them and then got to enjoy front row for the first time which was fucking awesome i feel like You've I never, never done wanted... front row ever at no. a wrestling event? Yeah. No, and I feel like I never want to sit anywhere else uh, again after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, awesome time. Ended up having uh, the local cuisine here in Rochester called a garbage plate, um, okay. which is like, like, like fries, macaroni and cheese. You order like a, a burger or whatever, but they just like throw it on. So like a load right. of burger patties load of like hot sauce and cheese and everything it looks yeah. like garbage but, you were uh, saying you were saying before your trip that you uh, like google would would tell you that rochester was like one of the best nightlife mm. things ever and i i was like absolutely not i could probably name like 20 <laughs> other cities <laughs> but yeah. the garbage plate sounds good <laughs> yeah i mean there were uh there were areas like full of bars, but yeah. you you know how it is. After you're all pumped up, you want to go out, but as soon as the wrestling show ends, it's you're tired. You're you're yeah. kind of burnt out. So we ended up not really checking it, but it did seem like there were some areas with some cool stuff, just uh, not really around the venue. But our hotel was five minutes away. There were a couple of bars also five minutes away, so we kind of stuck to that, and we were both pretty tired uh, after the event. But uh, yeah, like I'd like the bus kind of sucked, but also like, yeah, you know, I still got here by like 2 PM in the afternoon. What time was the bus? The bus was meant to be half eight. (laughs) So I ended up being like, like nine 30. Yeah. You did. Like you had to go through, you had to go through waiting for a late bus, uh, mm. seeing a ton of shit on a Tim Hortons. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Toilet. Yeah, I think I need to get my license sorted because, uh, you know, like that drive is pretty easy. It's only an hour away from Buffalo. So yeah. and we're pretty close to Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the journey back won't be won't be as bad. But I, I'm no. glad I made the trip. I've had a I've had a really good time here. Yeah, uh, that's that's a lot of uh, work just to go to a really shitty dynamite. <laughs> yeah, like, well, <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, I look, being at a live show is fun. Uh, so, and being front row was like extra fun. But, man, and you made it on TV. And I made it on TV. Yeah. You made um, it on TV. Your goal was to make it on TV. So, I'm famous. I'm fucking famous. You did now. it. I mean, the picture is amazing. The crossfade they did with you. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it funny, like though, because I bought a morning. Canadian flag. So when Christian came out, I ran to the flag, uh, ran to the like the barricade and was holding yeah. up the Canadian flag, trying to get his attention. I was cheering everything he said. And then 
made that uh, comment about uh, Jeff Hardy's sobriety. And I was like, oh, man, I'm putting this away. Start chanting asshole with everyone else. And that's Ooh. that's what you got. Yeah. yeah, it cut to you when you were saying asshole. But the way they did the crossfade and uh, go to the Facebook group or the Twitter if you if you haven't seen it. But it looks like it's like in memoriam. <laughs> Does it look like I've been dusted, you know, end of Avengers? It's like, yeah, okay. it's like leave the memories alone. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's it's great. But yeah, you you were finally in a front row seat. I'm that's that's got to be a ton of fun with the, uh, like all the wrestlers. The way you know Tony Tony Khan likes to make it feel like a party atmosphere like especially i could imagine after the show or in between the taping of of rampage they did rampage obviously right they did rampage which probably had the best match of the night in uh eddie kingston versus takeshita um i would really say check that one out the rest of the show was pretty missable and man like i don't know they put on this roh tag match um the tully's gates of chaos or of whatever they're called who against uh yeah the the roh tag champions at the moment yeah. against uh jonathan gresham and lee moriarty no the roh Matt. tag champions are ftr oh yeah ftr oh no yeah yeah sorry yeah just just some two big lads uh who tully's managing right now the the crowd really didn't give a shit and that was my issue with this show is there were you didn't have the stars on it or the stars that were on it weren't wrestling. So I imagine yeah. the Jericho thing was probably a pre-tape. Um, but you had, you know, you had Dark Order come out for their Brody segment, but no Dark Order match, neither on Rampage or Dynamite, which seemed odd. Uh, you had the Bucks come out uh, to say they're going to wrestle next week, which got a boo from this crowd. You had Claudio backstage, who people want to see. Obviously, Come on, he wasn't there. Get out of here. Well, for sure. <laughs> You've got the got the injury bug right now. Uh, FTR were there, but didn't wrestle. They did like the uh, the dark segment after the show. Um, and I was just like, man, like why? Like you've got these people here. Come on, like why am I? Why am I watching like? Yeah, like the it, matches it came, they put on, really. It and came across that way on TV. It, 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 I think this was one of my least favorite dynamites <laughs> like yeah. of all time. I, I looked up worst dynamites of all time just to see what was in the contention, and there were other ones that like ring a bell. There was one that had, uh, whenever Matt Hardy was was being Matt Hardy, uh, yeah, that was probably. I'm trying to remember really bad dynamite. I didn't like the one build to uh a few Forbidden weeks ago yeah. yeah i didn't like that one at all but this one makes that one seem amazing i thought yeah. this this was i didn't i didn't i i am always entertained by this yeah by for sure. it's still the best show for wrestling in my opinion but this one definitely was like a big miss and and I mean, showing all the stars and not having them wrestle was just really weird and i think the crowd that you were in were really hot for the first few things and then they started to realize we're not even getting these these wrestlers or we're not even getting these matches. And it definitely, I think soured their, their crowd by the end of the show. Yeah. Like I, I would say wrestling quality wise, NXT was far better this week. Um, like yeah. from a show point of view, I thought it was a, a good cohesive show with some good matches this week, but yeah, when, when you do have the stars there, you do have the Bucks and you do have FTR and stuff like that just seems odd, especially during a time where they're really kind of uh, they've been hit by that injury bug. Uh, I, I did think it was a shame, but um, nonetheless, I, I did have fun. Yeah, at the of event. course. 
Yeah, yeah. You can you can always tell people you're at one of the worst dynamites of mm-hmm. all time. I don't think it was the worst. I'm trying to remember. There's there's got to be. Worse. I don't think it was the worst. There there was some that was worse. really head scratching yeah. in the past, but <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, I mean, this one is from Rochester, so therefore, you know, they were going to do some sort of tribute to Brody Lee, which like I, they were supposed to do blood and guts here way back. So you know, Rochester was pissed that Detroit got blood and guts last week. Was it? I sure. thought it was meant to be New Jersey, wasn't it? Was it New I Jersey? Thought, oh, I thought it was I Rochester. It was, I yeah. think it was New Jersey. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I just know, like, obviously, him from him being there, from him coming from there, it would be a kind of a big deal. But um, it, it, you got you got some tribute to him, but still, the show was definitely very flat. Uh, mm. We can quickly run through some of the stuff that that took place, and you can kind of uh, give us some some live uh, atmosphere mm. notes from this show. I mean, it started with probably the, the big match that they did advertise, which was the TNT title match, Scorpio sky defending against Wardlow and quickly Davey uh, name all 10 dudes that came out with American top team. Go Dan Lambert. Uh, You also had uh, (laughs) Dan Lambert. (laughs) I don't understand. Like Ethan uh, page. There's one. (laughs) Was he? I don't know. There was all these like UFC top team guys and I could give two flying fucks about any of them. It's like, you don't even explain who they are. You just have them out here. They might as well be indie wrestlers in jobber cop outfits, but the crowd were crazy hot for Wardlow here. I mean, you knew what this match was designed to be. Unfortunately for Scorpio sky, he, his whole title since winning the title, the feud with Sammy, it did nothing. teaming him with American top team does nothing. And he was set up here to basically be the guy to make sure Wardlow is now the champion. And that's exactly what I, I didn't even think this was a good match. This is just a squash. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, I think that's why American top team were, were there. So you have Wardlow, just you stack the odds, you put the doubt in your head. Uh, There was the the pretty good near fall with the, the belt shot because people are like, Oh man, they're going to do that. I thought that, uh, that was good. Um, but yeah, it was it was a squash as I, I feel we kind of thought it might be. I feel like it's like I'm glad the titles changed, but this has been like really shitty with Scorpio Sky. Um, if he was on this massive reign of terror and was like, like, you know, cheating, winning this thing for a long time and getting people like really pissed off, uh, the squash would have like with MJF, like, yeah, just end it. Like, but it's just been a real nothing title reign. And then just makes him look a complete joke when he just gets eaten alive by Wardlow. Um, but yeah. the crowd, crowd were hot for it. There was a lot of confetti um, everywhere. So much which, confetti. Yeah. They b- made a big deal of it. And I do think it was, uh, it did keep the crowd hyped match quality, not really anything. I don't think it was ever going to be, but uh, I thought it was, it was a fun way to open the show. Yeah, it again, the crowd seemed so electric for it and the power bomb and then the finish there. I mean, Wardlow hit a cool swanton as well, but it oh, was yeah. it was it was it was him doing a it was it was more of an angle than really a match I I thought, but it still got him crazy over. I think this this is what was needed for Wardlow because the past few weeks ever since that MJF thing, it's just been like what do we do with you now? So this is what they needed to do. I would love to see Wardlow uh, reintroduce the the open challenges. 
for the TNT. Yeah. We got to get the we got to get the credibility back for this this title. Like it, it's just been chilling with Scorpio Sky, and it's not not to to you know knock Scorpio Sky, but the teaming with Lambert just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think uh, the two of them could be way better off without him. I could see them doing a kind of option C sort of thing, like you've seen with uh, in Impact um, with the, the X title. title. I think you could have a long reign with Wardlow, who has pretty much already said in a promo, like he doesn't va- really view the interim championship as a real championship. So to to take a like Carmelo Fre- uh, Carmelo Hayes thing. In his eyes, he's the A champion in the company sure. right now. Right, right. And right. I, I think you can have him wait until Punk's back and have him kind of be like, hey, I'm going to like cash this in to have a match with Punk. Maybe. Yeah, that would make like sense. That. I just want him to, to defend the title, have bangers every week the way we used to, you know, the way this title yeah. was made and brought in. Uh, but yeah, uh, cool that he got the, the title here. It just makes total sense. And the crowd absolutely loved it. We got a promo from Moxley. He was talking about blood and guts. He's got a title defense tonight, but blood and guts is like golfing on Sundays for me, uh, which I thought was a funny line. And then uh, he sets up for his match later tonight. Um, This is when we had what the promo from Christian cage. Oh yeah. Came down to the ring. Christian cage with his uh, turtleneck. I love turtleneck Christian. He's so, he just looks like a scumbag and I, I, I love it so much. He's with his dinosaur Luchasaurus. And he kind of explains that like, yeah, this is why this guy's with me. He, we know that jungle boy is, is injured. I took him out, but he kind of says like, I'm going to take this guy under my wing kind of thing and make he, dinosaur man the best. <laughs> yeah. He, he never really actually got around to explaining sort of what he has on Luchasaurus or whatever. Uh, he's box. going to explain it until, uh, uh, you know, he was interrupted. Yeah, Matt Hardy interrupts him when the crowd goes mid and Matt Hardy comes out and is like, hey, what's your it's, deal? You get the pop from the Hardy Boys music and then it's like, oh yeah, it's Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was exactly Like I'm doing the, the, the duking and then it's like, oh wait, no, it's a delete. It's a delete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The crowd definitely dropped when they realized it was Matt. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but, and then it, it leads to Christian basically saying, sorry, Matt Hardy's like, Christian, what's wrong with you? You know, how could you do this? I did the same thing with the Butcher and the Blade and Private Party, but I learned from my ways. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And Christian's like, you know what, Matt? You're starting to sound like Jeff's the sober one, which got a huge reaction from the crowd and everyone watching at home. The online wrestling uh, world is going off on, well, it was fine. It, it It was terrible when they did it in WWE, but it's okay when they do it in AW. Yeah, <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> I thought this was funnier. Uh, I, I I know that people are going to be like, how can they, you know, make fun of stuff like that? This is not real. Do you, do people know that? This is not like Christian, Jay Russo or what Jay Russo or whatever his name is. And Matthew Hardy didn't actually have this conversation. These are yeah. characters. This is not real. Yeah. So I don't understand when people are going, well, how could they, they go off on this? Yeah, he made a joke about his brother. I it didn't. It didn't necessarily piss me off, but I don't know. I no, can see people getting upset. I, I feel. I, I feel you don't want this like all over the card because it gets kind of a bit 
gross and much, but while sure. MJF's off, I'm happy with yeah. Christian having his script, you know? I didn't um, care when they did it in WWE with Sheamus and him. When Sheamus with the pee and the piss shit with yeah. the, <laughs> the throwing thing, it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But him saying this one line, like, yeah, that's what, like, that's what wrestling is. Sorry. I, I used to love wrestling for shit like this. And in the past few years, wrestling's gotten soft. So why are we getting mad when someone makes a joke like this? Like shitty people say shitty things, right? And this is yeah. trying to like pretend to be real. You know? Like do like, people get mad when they watch, uh, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction and someone shoots someone in the movie and they go, wow, that guy's a real piece of shit. I'm not watching I mean, these movies. Nope, if you take real. UFC, if you take UFC, which is like, quote unquote, real, real. We've seen people say like absolutely abhorrent stuff. Yeah. Uh, for to like build a fight. So if it's if it's scripted entertainment, I didn't have a problem with it. It definitely got the reaction it it wanted to yeah. get from this crowd. And um, but yeah, I totally I can see people being like mad at this. I could see people getting mad at this, and of course, but like wrestling's been doing this forever. I I, I had a I had a problem when John Cena brought up. Uh, the Uso stuff because he was like getting into like actual DUIs and like he kind of made it like almost like poking fun at like oh it's fine that you drive drunk and I th- I thought the way that one specifically that, that comes to mind that one definitely irked me in a weird way this is like hey you're 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 making Jeff sound like the sober one it like yeah fuck I I get people being upset but at the same time this wrestling like <laughs> this is what this is uh, imagine in the Attitude Era. All the people who watch wrestling these days, watching back then, <laughs> just complaining. Oh, how could yeah. how could Stone Cold say that? How could The Rock say that? If you want to critique things, let's go back and look at all the things The Rock ever said. Yeah, and yeah, just saying. I don't know. I thought it was a good line. I thought it was funny. Uh, and again, you just makes you hate this guy. He's a complete scumbag. He is a douchebag. Mm. This Christian Cage thought it was good. It was the biggest one of the biggest reactions from the night because it was just so. Uh, mean and then i mean to make matters worse they beat the shit out of him and luchasaurus chokes on him through a table so i guess we're yeah. getting matt hardy versus christian cage again or matt hardy versus lucha man lucha dinosaur yeah. man in the future yeah uh, I, was, I was fine i thought this was a good segment one of the best yeah. things on the show probably i think so too yeah i do think so too uh we got a i know you were really excited for probably three seconds when they cut to backstage Claudio and Jake Hager face to face. Tony Schiavone's like, well, it sounds like these guys are going to have a match. And I know you were like, yes, Rampage, baby. And yeah. then they go next week. Next, next week. week. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Because they're not here. I got gotcha. you. So next week, the All-Americans. Where were they called? I asked you this. The Real, real Americans, I think. The Real Americans are going to go face to face next week uh, on Dynamite, which does sound good. We the could people. be good. I think I think Jake is someone who can either be incredibly boring or we have seen in occasions where the right opponent brings something out of him. And uh yeah, I, I think uh seeing like Cesaro's strength on a guy the size of uh Hager Jake. could be could yeah. be pretty cool. Um so yeah, get, like as you said, it's one of those things. Oh, we're getting this tonight. And uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I knew I knew you would have been excited to see this match as well as well, because because we you like both guys, but uh, you're just a huge Jake Hager fan. The <laughs> uh, we got a tag team match. Swerve in their glory versus the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade kind of getting a big reaction. I mean, I mean, they're local guys, I believe so, around the New York area. Yeah, all, all the Buffalo, all the Buffalo guys were getting pretty good 
reactions here. That's so, a, like, that's another thing. I understand why you'd put Butcher and Blade in a tag match here. Like that, one of the things I, I did get, but but no Garcia. Garcia was backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Swerve in the Glory fought Butcher in the Blade. This was kind of messy to begin with. There was a lot of like missteps, but then when they came back either from a break or just when stuff finally started to click, it, it definitely picked it was, up towards the end. It was the leapfrog. So Swerve went for a leapfrog on, I think, Blade and kind yeah. of caught him. Like his leg caught his head on the way down. Um, but Keith Lee was right in front of us, like on the, on the apron to get the tag. Yeah. And he just like turned around and looked at us all and was like, <laughs> what was that? And just yeah. laughed. So, uh, and also a few almost, of those. almost added to this dissension between Swerve and Lee because he's like making fun of his partner, kind of fucking up here. Right. Uh, well, they were teasing like, All right, can they coexist? Well, they do. They hit the spirit bomb eventually. There was a few near falls and the crowd were kind of getting behind Butcher and the Blade. There was but, one yeah. where Keith Lee got in like right at the end to break yeah, up. He, a, he didn't a make pin. it. No, Swerve kicked No, <laughs> and there were chances of bullshit from the crowd who, who yeah. kind of wanted to see the, the like Buffalo guys win. Uh, yeah, this was fine. It it was like seeing these characters, like for me, I, I don't really care about Butcher and the Blade. I, th- I think they're a solid team for like the role mm-hmm. they got. Um, you had the... Uh, was it swerve went no lee went to take out i think blade and like he moved so he took out swerve in it and they they are playing up i think they're playing up quite nicely that lee is not happy with swerve he doesn't Mm. think he's very good Uh, like he's he's mad for what he did but he's like well we're winning so why why break up a good thing while we're winning so i don't mind the story they're doing but i can't say the the match like set the house on fire I uh, Swerve's house on fire. Swerve's I feel like they 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 just put them back together so that they, when they do the breakup, they'll make it more impactful than mm. they did the first time around. Like that's definitely why they're doing this. I think exactly. Like they're like okay, we can just redo it with bigger heat on it later. Uh, afterwards, Hobbs and Starks come out. Starks is running the both of them are running their mouth saying we're tired of you guys. Uh, you think you're a team again? We we'll beat you. We beat you before. You guys suck. We're the best tag team in the world. When the Young Bucks come out and say, did you say the best tag team in the world? I guess you could have queued up our music because we're the best tag team in the world. That is when there's a huge chant of FTR, almost just perfectly adding to the storyline here. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're better than them, too. We beat them before, too. It's fine. But we're the champs. Therefore, we'll challenge both of you teams next week. Not tonight. Not on Rampage. Next week into a triple threat at Fighter Fest. So the tag titles are on the line next week, which could be pretty good. Both yeah, teams, all, th- all three teams are amazing. So, uh, Fighter Fest that should actually be the the new name for WES, shouldn't it? Fighter uh, Fest, well, <laughs> yeah, Fight yeah. Fire Fest. Um, yeah, like the the crowd were definitely upset by this because oh yeah, uh, even even if I mean I know Swerve and Lee just had a match, but even just have the match with uh, Hobbs and Starks on Rampage would have been would have been cool. But I think definitely this like. Kind of took the wind out when you went. Oh man, you mean we're not getting? We're not going to get the bucks today. Um, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. Yeah, but I think I end. think that triple threat next week should be should be excellent. Should yeah. be really good for sure. Uh, I I do love the crowd chanting FTR and the way Nick Jackson's trying to play it off, and that just leads me to believe that the main event of All Out will be Young Bucks FTR winner take all. I think that's 
the 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 match that everyone wants to see the the rubber match. It makes Absolutely. total sense now. They're both in different positions than they were the first time they fought, and it makes total sense. But uh, so I could imagine it's after- now there's 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 a viable reason now to do this match and say who is the best tag team yeah, in the world because you've exactly. got the the tag team with just all the titles, but then the tag team with maybe like the main tag titles in exactly the world. yeah so it makes way more sense than i think it always it kind of uh it kind of like undervalued uh, sorry it made like jurassic express look worse when you've got this feud going on and jr's going oh who's the best tag team in the world well it's jurassic express they're the champions <laughs> they should be they should be yeah. the ones you're saying of that so it way it makes way more sense doing this now and yeah main event of all out like i i wouldn't be against that no Two, two out of three falls? Yeah, it could do. Yeah, why not? Out of three falls, like DIY? Yeah. FTR, remember that one? Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty good, but I wouldn't be mad if that was the main event of of All Out. It, it makes total sense going forward. I could see FTR uh, approaching the Bucks afterwards next week. Like, st- start setting the, the, the steps in. Start setting the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just getting ready for this match, which should bang, obviously. Uh, Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Uh, we had a video where we had Eddie Kingston out with Tony Schiavone. He's being mean to Tony Schiavone for some reason. I didn't really like that. I know he's like always the tweener, but he like hold up the mic properly. He says to Tony Schiavone and then he like spits in his face a little bit. Uh, maybe he should have been a little bit nicer because it cuts to Jericho and Ty Conti and all of the crew. And they slam a car door on Ruby riots i wrote ruby rose i don't know who that is but ruby riots arm uh on the door uh leaving a lot of people head scratching being like oh yeah so wait what's the deal again ruby ruby riot and eddie kingston are friends or something okay cool best friends yeah 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 it would be great if they explained it a little bit but all right and they have they have they've they've explained it on commentary a few times you've had on the uh on the road twos and things like that it's always cut to uh, Ruby Soho and kind of saying her history with Eddie and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. And and it's to like, you've got these two teams and you've got a goal on their team, you've got a goal on this team now. 
What um, team? He's there by himself. It's over. What's with Jericho's feuds lasting years? <laughs> like it's done. It's, it's over. I did notice he kind of uh, he said, "Well, no, it's not over because Claudia." Uh, sorry, Cesaro. Eddie wasn't the one to tap out Jericho, right? Yeah. Um, but Eddie also did give kind of a bit of respect to to Claudio in this promo as well, saying like. I know I don't really like you, but like fair play to Claudio as well for getting the job done. I just loved, you see, you see what happened to Ruby? That's what's going to happen to you, Eddie. Let's get out of here. And then they all run away. It's like, what? All right. Um, so this feud continues. Uh, I, it's, this feud feels like it's been going on way too long. Jericho feuds feel like that in AEW, but you've already had huge multi-man. You've already had a second huge multi-man. I just don't know where we go. Like, you're not going to drag the the combat people into this content like what is the the end game here are we doing one more final big thing at all out or all out is yeah i mean all out's quite far away to do it for it could be yeah. one of the the maybe like branded dynamites perhaps or or like i don't know if it's got enough to go another two months to be honest yeah yeah i don't think so either uh we had dark order they came out all of them are in the ring. Well, some of them are in the ring. I mean, we're missing a few, right? Who are we, who, who this are we is missing? This the six remaining members. So no Alan Angels, no, uh, no Colt Cabana, and no Stu Grayson. They say that they have a new... They have, they have something to say, the future of Dark Order, and they say that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they say these six are here to stay, and like they're, they're about to approach like a new chapter. Um why when, why you didn't have these guys wrestle tonight was don't beyond don't me. understand yeah really all you needed john silver and reynolds in a tag match and it would have been would have, have been them fine. against butcher blade or whatever like you know yeah very weird very weird or like a exhibition wrestle. match ftr versus uh silver and reynolds and it's like a brody tribute exhibition match like, would have been that would have been a this. great idea. That yeah, that awesome. would have been a fantastic so idea. Instead, no, they just did this weird segment. They have his, Brody's kid out again, negative one, when QT Marshall comes out and he says that he wants to fight negative one. He says, you know, you're acting real tough, negative one, with all your friends in the ring. So I left all my friends backstage. You tell all your friends to leave and we'll have a fight one on one. So this, this guy is challenging a kid. QT Marshall wants to fight a kid. So... uh it's so almost now gonna, your favorite wrestler, right? <laughs> he wants to beat up a kid, not a kid from uh, NXT. Who? <laughs> no, oh, Axiom? Axiom, <laughs> Axiom kid, negative one kid. Uh, so he's about to fight him. And this is when Hangman Page comes out and gets a huge reaction. And then he beats up QT and then allows negative one to kind of get in his face as well. But then negative one on the microphone says, I'm not going to wrestle you now. I'm going to wait till I'm 19 and then I'll beat you. So then they walk off. So we're getting hangman on rampage, right? Wait. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Uh, I think QT uh, Marshall might be the smartest guy in AEW. Um, he's guaranteed employment for the next eight years. There you go. This he's, kid is, yeah. is ready for the match. 19 so years. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play QT. Yeah. Now he's got a match set with negative one. I, I, yeah, I know that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go, ahead. go for it. I was going to say, like, obviously the tribute here in Rochester with Brody Lee and, and the Dark Order and stuff. I do feel like the Dark Order has just become a shell of what what they were even 
just earlier this year and the past few years. But uh, I know that we've they AEW has done a lot of Brody Lee tributes. This is his hometown. I, I have no problem with that. I just thought you kind of said it. I did think they could have been a bit more creative with what they they had here. Look at all the pieces laid out here. And instead of having any of these guys wrestle, they just kind of were there just to kind of show face. And I thought it was a little uh, lackluster, especially for a tribute for Brody. Yeah. And and I think there was that kind of sense in the audience as well. Like, oh, maybe this is going to be a, a like a Wyatt debut. We, we've heard like the rumors that Wyatt's new name is Wyatt Six. And they're saying like us six right here. And they're right. setting up, we're going to enter a new chapter, a new path. Maybe that's coming up, but I feel like this was maybe the time to to do it in Rochester um, rather yeah. than this Cutie Marshall thing. Yeah, um, it was kind of weird. But like every, like the crowd were, a- any opportunity to chant Brody and show respect there, they were into. But definitely, I would have gone thing- about things differently. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just hangman's there. He's like, yeah, I'm not in the dark order, but I'm still friends with them kind of thing. But then no one's wrestling on rampage either. So definitely the crowd were a little upset. We did have another match though on, on dynamite, which I was shocked. We were getting this so quickly. Roosh representing the LIJ of AEW going one-on-one against Penta. So Roosh and Andrade are boys and they're starting their own little LIJ here. And uh, yeah, this had some. some not a, just, just LI, right? LI, yeah. What are <laughs> yeah. they? Ungoverned? The, not the original. Ungo- yeah, the original. They are the original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we had some good stuff with Roosh and Penta here. And the story was Roosh keeps trying to take off Penta's mask, which I feel like has been running its course a bit. I feel like everyone's mm-hmm. trying to rip off their mask. Um, Excalibur mentions that in you know, AAA, if you rip someone's mask off, you're disqualified, but that's not the case in AEW, which made me go, why isn't it? <laughs> a lot of dudes wear Lucha stuff mm-hmm. and masks and stuff. Like, why wouldn't you make that rule? But um, eventually the white bull here gets his win because Andrade puts the foot on the rope after the fear factor, allowing Roosh to um, get his, get his win over, over Penta here. But I was expecting a bit more from, from these two, but I didn't necessarily hate it, but uh, was expecting a bit of a banger and got some cool stuff, but didn't quite hit. I enjoyed it. Um, I find the way they've debuted Roosh is odd. You had him in that segment in Double or Nothing kind of announcing him. Then we didn't see him for over a month. And then he just shows up in the Battle Royal last week and then has a match unannounced with Penta this week. Uh, seems Seems a little odd and it makes him feel less than like Roosh isn't someone I can say I'm overly familiar with, but he's certainly a name that I saw popping up a lot with his, his ring of honor stuff and things. So it's how you present someone is whether the crowd are going to take them to them as a star or not. And I don't think he's being presented that way. Um, but I, I thought the match was all right. Yeah. Uh, it, it will clearly lead to, uh, Roosh and Andrade versus Penta and Ray Phoenix. Which will probably uh, the, be really good. The crowd were more into the managers fighting. Was it Jose who hits a, a spear at one point? Or someone Alex. Hits it? Yeah, yeah, Alex, Alex, Alex hit the spear. Yeah, yeah, Alex was fighting. Yeah, damn. Alex getting... Does Alex know that Jose is completely jacked? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if Alex is in over his head. <laughs> yeah. Alex wears two different colored shoes every time he shows up on Dynamite. I don't know if that's going to help him 
in a fight against Jose because Jose is a beast. He probably likes honey garlic wings as well. <laughs> Who? Alex? Alex. Mm. Or Jose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then we go to what What else was there? There was Tony Nese backstage. I know you were excited. They announced uh, Orange Cassidy's going to face him. Orange Cassidy says he doesn't sign anything without his lawyer present. So Danhausen pops up and uh, they're going to make this match for for Rampage. So I'm assuming you've already watched this match, Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese. I've seen this match. It, it goes on last. Uh, it The crowd did get into it towards the end. Uh, there were some some pretty cool near falls and stuff. Um, but just Tony Nese, I can see he's a good wrestler, but does absolutely zero for me. Uh, yeah. I do think Dan Housen in this, um, in this uh, like lawyer, lawyer role is actually quite funny. Um, and I prefer it maybe him walking around as this this ridiculous lawyer than I have been him with Hook. Um, was this where Keith Lee kind of just completely, he shows up and just completely disrespects Nice and Sterling? Yeah, he doesn't, no one wants to sign. He's been trying to get people to sign something. For, a petition, and he's I'll be, like, I'll, no, because you always lose. I'll be honest, I, I, I like Mark Sterling and anything he's been doing on TV has been funny, even all the way back to the mock stuff. But I, I totally agree with you. Tony Nice is just go away heat for me. It just yeah. makes me go, what's what's going on on my phone? What's going on? on what's, you know, I'm going to go get a, get a glass of water. I just don't give a shit about Tony Nice. Again, great wrestler. No character whatsoever. I'm, yeah. I have abs. That's your character. Yep. I don't. And I have more character than you. I don't know That's what's going on. No, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you I just, say it. He, it's go away heat. It's literally like the worst. I, I don't know. I definitely not a big fan of him. Uh, I don't even know what they're trying to change something. They're giving him, you know, this, this manager. I feel it's more to give Mark Sterling something to do than Tony. Yeah, I think Mark you Sterling. Know, it's above like hit. Stokely is Stokely yeah. is definitely way better suited with the baddies. So let's move you away from them. Uh, but he yeah, needs a this... different character. He needs to, he needs to dump uh, niece because AEW does the old school wrestling managers really well. Uh, uh, Stokely obviously but uh, Sterling is really good as well it's just with this wrestler it just doesn't quite uh, work I almost feel he'd be better um, like maybe like representing the gun club or something like that I know you've got Billy there but I can imagine him like you know putting like suing Max Caster for stuff he puts in his raps like you're not legally allowed to reference Colton and Austin or something like that could be quite funny like during that feud but just niece just no yeah no niece no niece uh we also had a segment with miro who's talking shit to malachi black basically what we were saying a little while ago like oh if these two were to feud it's easy because the one guy loves heaven and the other guy loves hell and that's exactly kind of what he mentions in the thing in this promo uh if this match is coming up soon they didn't announce it but i mean when this match happens that sounds pretty good malachi and miro yeah uh i i missed this i i didn't see this uh i might have been going to get a drink or something but yeah malachi I, and miro sounds great yeah i would say it's all out but that's quite a long ways away and i do think malachi black could be facing moxley at all out so i don't know hmm. if miro uh, maybe he beats miro and that's how he gets this this title opportunity but uh yeah either way that match sounds great uh we had Probably the best or the worst, depending the segment of the night with the ass boys and the acclaimed who come out and 
as Max Caster is about to rhyme, the ass boys take his microphone away and they go in the ring. So they're a little like, what's going on? They're a little shooken up by this. We're supposed to be friends, but there's been some tension with the acclaimed and the ass boys. It seems the ass boys are jealous that their ass daddy is showing all their ass love to the acclaimed. So the acclaimed, uh, so Anthony Bones is wrestling again, right? I think uh, with Max Caster. Yes, yeah, he, he's, he's healthy now. Yeah. And the ass boys versus Fuego del Sol, Leon Ruff and Bear Country. Look yeah. at that. Former NXT Leon, North American Leon champion. Ruffin now. A bit of a name. Ruffin it. Yeah. Ruffin it. Ah, Ruffin it. Yeah, good. Uh, eventually, it's, it's, the, it's the ass boys who keep not wanting to let like Max Caster and, and them kind of do their stuff, shine them out. They do get the win, but the real story comes kind of after this. I didn't think anyone was going to expect Fuego and Ruffin it to win this match. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this, it's, it's the ass boys kind of turning on the acclaimed and beating down on Max Caster. When you think daddy ass is going to save the day, but it's a swerve and he attacks them as well. He, we have Bowens who in the last attempt, the last time is like, Hey, scissor me daddy ass, but instead is met with the famouser and it, the crowd boos. It was like Kevin Nash in that. What was it? Like a ladder sledgehammer match against triple H and triple H has the sledgehammer. And he's like, Oh no, too sweet. Too sweet me. friends. And he's like, nah, um, I, I miss most of this match. This was when I was going to get the drinks and was, came back and the crowd were just so heated and pit yeah. like one of the one of the loudest moments of the night as they broke up i yeah. mean you i think you yeah really premature i, I think there was a yeah. lot of steam in this and we were enjoying these guys to together i yeah i think this is a real shame um, r.i.p scissor me daddy ass it was fun i uh i was saying to my friend while we were over here uh i was doing the what we were doing last week like oh too sweet. No, no, no. We we don't do that. We scissor me. We daddy scissor. ass. Yeah. And she didn't know what this was um, until she saw this segment and was like, oh, I thought it was some weird thing you made up. I'm like, no, it's the, it's the ass boys. It's the uh, ass boys. But when, when practicing, she was like, wait, what do we do? And she goes, so I go too sweet. And then I'm like, no, we don't do that anymore. We finger. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, we finger ass. I'm like, no, we do not finger ass. We scissor. I mean, daddy speak ass. for yourself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do not go up to some random person in Rochester and say, finger me ass. Like, it's not going to yeah, go well. She should actually. It might. It might. You never know. Uh, I, I, the fact that they're now broken up is like, yeah, this was such a funny line and funny thing. So RIP scissor me daddy ass. They'll still have scissor me. So that's fine. But mm. the fact that they're now going to feud is also, is almost a shame because they did definitely, you could have milked think, it. Yeah. I don't think anyone wanted to see the breakup here. Yeah. And, and, and in, in the best way possible, the acclaimed are now baby faces. That's true. That's true. So, which is, is they have been ever since they made the, the gun control line, they've been baby faces. So they get great reactions every week. Like people are into the acclaimed They're They're yeah. two of the, the pretty much originals of the company and, and like the rap things really gets over. I think the stuff with the gun club have helped them. Uh, it's just a shame to see this over. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. So, the ass boys are not going to beat them. I'll tell you that much. The acclaimed are over. The claimed have arrived. Uh, we had another tag team match. It was Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir going up against the team of Thunderstorm. 
Thunderstorm. What a name. Tony, yeah, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Thunderstorm. So Thunder Rosa is your women's champ who's beaten Tony Storm. And Tony Storm is like, yeah, you beat me, but you want to be friends? You want to be in a tag team instead? So that's what this is. A little confusing to me. I'm like, this is your women's champ. Why isn't she like being presented as that? Instead, she's in this tag team match. Uh, I didn't care for this match. Uh, <laughs> I, I I like Marina Shafir, but uh, this didn't really hit for me. Eventually, Thunder... I, I didn't even write down the finish. That's how much I cared about this match. But it was uh, like assisted... Uh, fire thunder driver so you know like we get the uh like the was it the brain buster the no not the brain buster the you know the assisted pile driver where you jump off the second rope and spike them right right uh, it was like that but with the fire thunder driver yeah unfortunately crowd just didn't want to see this were very on their hands i tried to get the section going um when tony came in i yelled it's tony time and she she laughed and smiled and gave me a little wink so that was the <laughs> highlight of the match for me yeah, um, me too. Yeah, by, by this point, the crowd were pretty checked out. Yeah. Uh, then we go to our main event, which was Brody King going up against John Moxley for the interim AEW championship. Uh, this was pretty good. It had some good back and forth. I mean, this is the first time Brody King getting a real big uh, slot or a big opportunity. Last week when he won the Rampage, sorry, the Royal Rampage, uh, we were all in shock. Like, whoa, that's a great uh decision because it just instantly like kind of elevates i think they did the same thing with kyle o'reilly a little while ago say hey let's Mm. give someone else a little bit of shine and see what they can do and and get over um and and yeah i thought brody king had some some good offense in here with john moxley but i still by the end of this we we all know that there's no way brody king's going over in this match and i think i'm not saying that definitely like hurts the match but the crowd being completely kind of not as energetic as they were in the first hour definitely made this seem a little less important, but I still got into this match, but it didn't hit maybe the way I thought it was, but still a big fan of Brody King, but uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't quite bang. I thought these two were going to go out there and and kill themselves, but it felt like a safe house show match. Um, Yeah. I, uh, it, it was fun at the beginning. I got to get right up to Mox. During his entrance, he came yeah. out like my side, which was fun. Um, I really don't rate Brody King, to be honest. Uh, I find him very dull. Um, there were some good chop exchanges. It's I looked on my phone and saw it was like 9.59. And you go, I went, oh, and they're just going to the finish here. It felt pretty abrupt, the finish. I didn't feel like there was any real crescendo to the match. Um, yeah, it, it did nothing for me, really. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get into it the way I I thought I would. Especially, I am a big fan of Brody. I'm a big fan of Moxley as well. But I guess the story comes afterwards because there's Darby who comes out and kind of talks with Brody, and he's like, You're, "Was this you on TV?" Uh, it wasn't on TV, but it was on like, right. On so, stuff. yeah. So um, after the match, Malachi comes down, and it looks like he's almost going to be like pissed and like kick out Brody or something. But he just like puts his hand on his shoulder and like they they go like head to head. And then that's when Sting and Darby come out and Darby uh, actually kind of gives Brody respect. Yeah. Like he offers his hand and he's like, yeah, you uh, like you beat me last week. And like not like this, what I gather. He's like, oh, you you beat me last week and you put on a good match. And there's it was more of a sign of respect rather than a a stare down. Um, 
but perhaps yeah malachi is set up but again oh all right sting and derby are here why why, why didn't we have one of them do something? yeah yeah um, yeah you mean sting put on makeup just to come out there yeah <laughs> yeah so did so did derby yeah <laughs> uh and that was dynamite uh again uh Probably one of my least favorite ones, to be honest. There was nothing on this show that literally blew me away. But, I mean, it did feel like a hangover show with a pay-per-view and Blood and Guts both happening last week. They need they needed a breather. And this is definitely that breather where I guess a lot of the roster were off this week. But, uh, yeah. What, what were any final lasting yeah, I from this? Normally we we don't get breathers in AEW and especially after a pay-per-view we're normally used to like it's which I still consider double uh, like blood and guts kind of the pay-per-view last week as well so I felt yeah. this would really be the the night where you you know you do your reset and you cut you cut your big angles for the next programs which you normally do on this kind of show um it was nothing the the fact that they I mean, I know there's injuries going around, so maybe that's why you don't want to have all these people wrestle. But it it really didn't feel. It felt like a, a like C level talent this week. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it though. Being like being there, uh, being with fans and like cheering and stuff. I had a great time. But no, normally there's one match on Dynamite every week where I'm like, wow, that was great, and none of that really did that. I would say uh, the the Kingston Takeshita match on on Rampage yeah I definitely want to check that was out. the best thing of the night for sure yeah well at least you got that match yeah like at least there was something you got out of the show after I will say uh, compared to last week's like dark segment um, where it was just kind of like best friends Thunder Rosa and Tony just like dancing and hugging in the ring with Tony Owen Hook um, the dark segment this week was a lot better so you had. Uh, you had like uh, Mark Sterling in the ring, and sounds great. <laughs> and and Tony Khan comes out, brings out the Dark Order again, but this time with uh, Negative One and uh, is his name Logan, the the little the little kid, uh, okay. the youngest. He was there, who's fucking adorable, just beaming smiles, tiny little thing. Um, they get into the ring, and then uh, FTR come out, so like a huge reaction. Cash did like a stage dive. He ran like through the crowd, like ran right past us, high-fiving everyone, fist bumping everyone. They get into the ring and Dax cut this promo about pro wrestling and just said, look, we've all been there. We say, I say I'm a pro wrestler. You say uh, you're a pro wrestling fan and uh, people make fun of you for this, for this fake shit, he says but there's nothing more real to me than pro wrestling and like the energy I get from you guys and that cut like a fucking awesome promo. Uh, it ended with um, like uh, Dan Housen cursing Sterling uh, orange hitting the orange, uh, orange punch. And then uh, FTR hitting the big rig uh, as a tribute to, to Brody. Nice. Uh, they get the, the little kid, the tiny little kid to pin Mark Sterling. They all count. They're all posing and everything. Uh, so this was this was a lot more fun than last week's dark segment, I think. And uh, was actually one of the highlights of the show and actually really energized the crowd again, I'd say. Uh, and then was lucky enough to get a picture with FTR hey. afterwards. And like I had one opportunity with yeah. Dax Harwood 
Tell me you did so it. So I asked him. I, I got the photo with both and was like, Dax, I know you want to go, but I've got one question. He's like, what? And I was like, I've been watching NXT since 2013. And he's like, NXT, yeah. Oh, since 2013. And I was like, yeah, I've been watching you a really long time. And I've got to ask, like, what what was the fucking deal with the money-making fighting legionnaires? And he, like, laughed and went, what? He's like, you, Sylvester Lafort, Miro, like, what was that? And he goes, uh, well, you get a, a five-foot-nine bald guy from North Carolina. There ain't a whole lot that company knows what to do with them. So... <laughs> They throw me with a French and a Bulgarian guy. I'm like, it felt that way. It like I like it. It worked, but he was like laughing at that. So we finally got the uh, answers. Uh, they just as yeah. as we assumed, they just threw shit together. They just threw yeah. them together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure you you tickled a brain somewhere in his brain. He's like, oh, I forgot about that. I tried. It was funny because he was like NXT. Oh, 2013. Like, wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the golden era. Yeah, oh yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. if you want to hear us talk all about him on NXT every week, you can listen to Was Next on our Patreon, our retro NXT reviews, where if you do listen, we've been going off about Alexander Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, and Dax, a.k.a. Uh, formerly known as... Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson, and uh, their odd pairing back in 2013, which has been the highlight of NXT 2013. Uh, well, I'm happy you got to... to to hang out and finally ask that question with FTR. It's just, it's crazy to me because like FTR were great heels, I think as a tag team. And I couldn't ever see them being in this baby face role, but they're so good at it. Cash, who was just, Cash looked like he was having the best fucking time. Like he just kept running into the crowd and security like, oh shit, like running after him, like to, to keep him safe. And Dax's promo, like, He's he's awesome. Like these guys I mean, are just they're they're at like the top of the their career right now. They kept on saying like try going through TSA with uh, all these titles. Like my <laughs> my friend held up the uh, Dax like handed her the IWGP like tag team title and she was like, "Geez, this is heavy." He's like, "Yeah, try having three of them. Like I'm gonna have four of them, <laughs> like that kind yeah. of thing." Uh, they did announce that they will be facing. They they opened. They laid out a challenge for the Briscoes, a rematch. So at Death Before Dishonor, it's a rematch. Yes. They also announced the uh, Garcia Wheeler Utah match. Yeah. There was a bit of a, a Garcia promo. He's like, uh, you can call me best technical wrestler or you can call me a sports entertainer. But uh, either way, I'm coming for that uh, pure title. Um, Which sounds so- great. They they were definitely like they we had like match graphics coming up for Death Before Dishonor. They're treating that as the next AEW pay per view, but I will say I don't the the ROH integration uh, doesn't really work. Like you've had the, um, the yeah the tag match on Rampage really didn't work. As what is well it the as, fates of glory, the fates of chaos, the fates of something like that, something like that against Moriarty and Gresham. They do cut an angle on it. Uh, I won't go into spoilers, but there is an angle to set up uh, fates a match. of agony. <laughs> yeah, there is an angle to set up at Death Before Dishonor. But then you had also Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deep tag Mercedes being the ROH women's title uh, champion. I wonder if Rampage might become the ROH show. At it some should. point, at this point, it's the it idea. Should, yeah. 
but it did like if you thought dynamite was lackluster like rampage really felt it this week uh, apart from that eddie match so death before dishonor uh, on uh, july 23rd 2022 is going to be wheeler yuda daniel garcia ftr briscoes and then they also announced finally samoa joe versus jay lethal jay lethal and crew uh, cutting a promo on samoa joe about this match they look like 60s batman villains because you have mm-hmm. lethal sanjay dutt and then the huge guy behind them and then they cut their promo and then of course how do heels and promos just laugh <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get you joe we're gonna get you it's like all right cool uh but yeah I- i'm interested in daniel garcia Actually, you know what? I'm interested in all those matches. Yeah, hell, even the yeah. Jay Lethal one. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so that's already a pretty cool looking uh, pay-per-view there. But yeah, can't wait for that. Garcia, Yuta needed to happen one-on-one. And that sounds good. It's for the pure championship. Does that mean it's pure rules? Uh, pure I think rules? so, yeah. Is that the uh, stupid? Pure like... rules are three road breaks uh, only. Um, I think no. Uh, yeah, it's it's the three road break thing. Oh, and they wonder like why it. no one it cares it, about this. Eh, no, I, I like, like it. it. Like it, it makes it different, and I think it make puts a focus on the the submission style of wrestling. Um, like I, yeah, I, I like the the pure rules. I think it's cool. Maybe Garcia picks up that that title. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, that was us talking about Dynamite Rampage and all that jazz. You will be making your way home shortly, so we will be having some other shows. Uh, we will be back next week. Of course, we'll be going live Tuesday and Wednesday night. We'll be chatting all about NXT on Tuesday night and Dynamite on Wednesday night. So be sure to follow us on the YouTube and the Twitch because we will be going live after that. Of course, audio will be available on this feed after that. If you are a patron or if you're not, sign up now. This Saturday, 3 p.m., we're recording a State of the Union address, the State of Up Next. We're going to be just shooting the shit, chatting about some wrestling, and then uh, talking to you, our listeners, uh, about maybe some some possible changes going forward with the podcasts that we do. So excited to chat with all of you. If you can't make it uh, live in the Zoom there, we will be putting up the audio for all patrons as well. And then uh, if you haven't joined already, you should, because there's so many podcasts that are coming out. The Retro NXT Reviews, we have Sharknado coming out later this month. There's so many things. Go check us out, all the different uh, podcasts and reviews and all sorts of stuff. But uh, Davey, I hope you have a safe trip back. Hopefully you don't find a washroom full of shit. Yeah, that would be nice. That sounds awful. Like you need eye bleach for, for that. You needed yeah. a nice stiff drink after finding it. Did they clean it up? <laughs> I doubt it. I really <laughs> doubt it. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, on that note, anything else for your trip? Have a safe travel. Thank you very much. That's yeah. it. Thank you guys for listening at Up Next Podcast if you haven't followed already. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And rest in peace. Scissor me, daddy ass. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. 
It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.